0: All right, here we go. Second hour of the program. Adrian Presenko, Chief Rugby League reporter for nine newspapers, coming up very shortly. Remember, come out and say good day at the Sydney Kings versus the Illawarra Hawks this Sunday. Huge game. Kudos, Bank Arena. Tommy Gallup will be there, part of the Kings Ring of Honour. So too, Brad Rosen. Uh, So the 4pm tip-off, we're on air from 3pm, we'll be in the foyer out there at Kudos Bank Arena. So come and say g'day, you're going to the draw for major prizes. And of course, we are looking forward to the game itself because it is vital for the Sydney Kings season. We'll speak to Fleur McIntyre, the assistant coach of the Sydney Kings uh, after 2.30 on the crossover program. But right now, we've got to speak to our man Adrian Prezenko. He is the Sydney Morning Herald's Chief Rugby League reporter. He's on the line. G'day, AP.
1: Yes, hello Jimmy, how
0: are you? Yeah, I'm really well. Mate, we had a text message earlier uh, talking about the impact, uh, and we'll go straight to Keith Titmus and the tragic uh, situation that happened three years ago at, at Manly Training. Uh, talking about could coaches be charged with manslaughter, negligence, slash malpractice? Where do you see this heading in the future? For off-seasons, it's a question from Dan. First of all, you better unpack what's been happening during the course of this inquiry into the tragic passing of Keith Titmuss.
1: Yeah, Jimmy, I was at the inquest on Tuesday. One of my colleagues has been there for all of the other days and it was you know, obviously a very sombre occasion. On the day that I was in there, uh, we heard from several Manly players including Ben Trebojevic, uh, Moses Sicily and Sione Feinu. Um, about what their recollections were from that particular day, and it was interesting when you are listening to the council assisting sort of as a journalist, you get a bit of a feel for what you know what angle they're they're searching for, so to speak yep, so there are a lot of questions about um, you know were the doors open at the uh, the dojo on that particular day were their fans on i 'm um, not sure if there was an inference that perhaps the The training session was made harder than it needed to be in terms of the, the conditions inside there. But, um, you know, it's it's very difficult to, for any player to remember what the the conditions were on a particular day or if a particular door or a fan was on or open. Um, my understanding is, is that it wasn't a particularly hot day. It was yep. 24.9 degrees um, on said day. They'd just done a 90-minute session on the field and then went into the dojo and did some stuff. Uh, ben Trebovich was actually the the workout partner for Keith Titmuss, so they were doing a whole lot of um, exercises in there, such as piggybacks. And um, unfortunately, as we know, um, you know he had what we believe is now hypothermia. He had a a, a, a a temperature that was absolutely off the charts, and he he didn't make it as the ambulance uh, was taking him to hospital. So the the bits that I was in sort of spoke a little bit about the care that the paramedics were, were give, giving him and, and uh, Professor Anna Holdgate said that um, she thought that was entirely appropriate given the circumstances when he was seizing and had all sorts of other health issues. Um, and to be honest, there wasn't a lot of clarity from the players who, as you can imagine, wouldn't be able to remember what, what happened, you know, the, the specifics about the you know the temperature or, or which doors were open or where there was... Ice president, etc. I think the most interesting day will be tomorrow when Des Hasler fronts up. Um, he uh, will go there with legal repre- representation that isn't provided by the club, which is not surprising in that they're in a dispute over a separate matter. Yep. Um, and I think that will form the you know, probably a lot of the basis of the, the outcome of this inquest.
0: Yeah. Um, it, it's, like, it's, it's tragic, whichever way you look at it, and obviously would have been. Um, uh, averted if possible, but when you look at it, it's hard training in summer, in a pre-season, and Keith was uh, a couple of kilos overweight, um, he needed to improve his aerobic capacity, and so there's no surprise I think to anyone that you train hard, and, and that's and, and that's at the basis of what you do for all sports, right, but in, in particular yeah. in the preparation of rugby league. So tragic, undoubtedly it's, it's a tragic situation, but um, beyond greater education for those uh, professionals that were present, there's there's not much you can do, which may be cold comfort for the family. But unfortunately, um, that's where we are with that one. It will be interesting with Des Hazler there tomorrow. What about the breaking news you've got on a superstar who's going to miss up to half the season?
1: Yeah, there's a lot of news coming out of South Sydney today. Some of it is good, i.e. Uh, Latrell Mitchell will be cleared to uh, go to Las Vegas. Um, The not-so-good news, which uh, unfortunately I had to break on the Sydney Morning Herald website just a a few moments ago, was that Campbell Graham won't be in Vegas, and there's a a big chance that he won't be playing much of a role in South Sydney's campaign this season.
0: Um,
1: He has an ongoing issue with a sternum problem, for which he required painkilling injections all the way through last season. He was able to play through the pain of that, but I think it's gotten to a point now where he will likely require surgery. Um, that's sort of 95% locked in. I think the the medicos are, are just conferring, um, but it looks like he will go under the knife to, to fix that problem. Um, and the, it's unlikely that we'll see him in the first half of the season. Um, wow. so my, the people that are, I've been talking to are saying maybe around 15, depending on how he recovers. But, you know, this is a guy who's, you know, a kangaroo's representative. Um, He would have been pushing very hard for a spot um, in Michael Maguire's team. And unfortunately, Michael Maguire's had to put a a pen through him as well. It means that he'll have to look at someone else for three-quarter options. And South Sydney are very fortunate in that they have recruited Jack Wyden um, in the off-season. And he's likely to play at left-centre. Um, Isaiah Tass, I'd imagine, would be the front-runner to replace um, Campbell Graham uh, at Wright Centre, but yeah, a real blow. I mean, Campbell Graham was one of the guys that was used to spruce this Vegas game. He went over there with a couple of the other players with um, Aaron Woods and Billy Walters and Spencer Lenu, so he was very much hoping to be a part of it, um, especially given his experience there last December, but he's going to be watching one helplessly for a a long time.
0: Okay, so there's a lot of things around that. I thought Campbell's form at the end of the season dropped away because of that sternum injury. You could see that it was impacting on his output. So my question is, why do you not get the surgery effective immediately? Like, what happened in their exit interview that made them think, oh, no, that's fine. All he needs is time for this to repair?
1: One can only assume that they thought that it was something he could manage. I don't know if he's exacerbated the injury in the pre-season, Jimmy. I haven't got that clarity, but all I know is that they've looked at all of the options. Obviously, an operation is the last of them, but um, unfortunately, it looks like it's hitting that way.
0: Uh, Disappointing for Campbell Graham and, of course, the South Sydney fans. So other news out of South Sydney today. You mentioned around Latrell Mitchell, but also Tom Burgess has announced that this will be his final season. He's going back to the UK Super League. He's going to be playing with the Huddersfield Giants, but it's an end of an era at Redfern.
1: Yeah, very much so. Um, he's the last bird dry, uh, <laughs> from the NRL. and I remember my introduction to them, um, Jimmy, a long time ago. Steve Menzies, when he finished playing in the NRL and was playing in Bradford, actually wrote a column for the Sydney Morning Herald, which uh, I ghosted for him. And one of his columns, he was talking about a young bloke called Sam Burgess who was tearing it up in the Super League. He'd just signed up with South Sydney and we didn't know a lot about him, um, but, but straight away, and I did one of, I think I did his first interview before he even came over here. Um, he talked about being courted by Russell Crowe and, and the friendship that's endured over the years. Um, He also talked about, you know, some of the hardship that he experienced at home with his father, um, his battle with motor neurone. So before he'd even arrived here, there was a bit of a buzz about this guy who who was a really good player, and and certainly he has lived up to that during his playing career. Um, His three brothers also joined him, and um, with the exception, I think, of Luke, all played for their country and were regulars in first grade, so... Um, Tom's the, the last man standing, the last of the bird eye, and um, not only has he kept us busy in the, in the sporting pages, but I, I can't imagine what the Daily Mail and, and, and Sydney Confidential will be doing now and how they'll fill their gossip column now that uh, now that Tom is leaving because they've provided plenty of fodder for them um, over the years with some of their off-field uh, exploits. Also, but um, I, I think it's been terrific and like it's just a massive contribution. You talk about how many. You know, the, the famous brothers uh, and families that have played in the NRL, I can't think of too many who have played a combined, I think it's 800-plus NRL games between them. So, extraordinary... Oh, sorry, 600 games, I think it was. But yeah. Yeah, extraordinary contribution. Um, and, Tom, if he, if he stays fit, he's going to, going to become the second most capped rabbit hole of them all, surpassing the likes of John Sattler, Adam Reynolds and Bob McCarthy. So, he's... um. He's in some fairly good company there.
0: I'm just looking at his record. Played his first game for the Rabbitohs in 2013. Nine appearances that year. And then he's been tremendously resilient uh, and been playing lots of games for every year since that point. 16 last year was the lowest total he'd had since he played nine in his first season in, in 2013. So the interesting... What I like about Tom's story is that when he first came in, everyone went, oh, George is a better player and Tom's a little bit slow. But... Through dedication and hard work, he's been able to be uh, not just in the National Rugby League but a, a big factor whenever you play against the South Sydney Rabbitohs. So absolutely outstanding career, Tom. Bo- I'll leave the Daily Mail stuff and all that to you, okay, if you <laughs> you want to go there. Hey, we had the All-Star side. I, we were really interested. We spoke to Ronnie Griffiths on Monday, the coach of the Indigenous All-Star side, and he said, yeah, yeah, teams will be out tomorrow. We've got them today. So we're 48 hours late. On that one, I can't help but think there's been a lot of toing and froing between the clubs and the NRL uh, around this one. But it looks like all the stars will come out to play.
1: Yeah, most of them, Jimmy. Not all of them. Um, some of them, obviously, can't be there for various reasons. For instance, Jack Wad suspended. But uh, unfortunately, Ezra Mann, Bradman, Best, uh, Alex Johnson, Reese Walsh, and Selwyn Cobbo. Won't be there. Um, I think James Fisher Harris can't represent the Maori because he's um, obviously got his commitments with the World Cup Challenge. So there's yeah there's still a fair few you know absolute superstars that are playing. Only yesterday um, Josh Adokar was talking about um, how clubs shouldn't be pressuring their very best players from being involved in this. And yeah. we know in the past that there has been club pressure exerted. Um, but it's still, you know, a great lineup, and, and the likes of obviously Josh and Latrell, and um, yeah, it's 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 an awesome game, and it's more than a game for a lot of these players. Yes, and I'm glad that most of them will be able to participate.
0: Yeah, uh, no, absolutely, well said. How'd you go getting a park today? How did the little tip that I gave you yesterday did that help out at all? Uh,
1: I'm not, I'm not in the neighbourhood, Jimmy. Oh, so I'll have to try that again another time. I'm, I'm not in North Sydney today, but I'll. Um, I'll keep that under wraps. I don't want to um, say on air, uh, pass on that information to fear of other people uh, benefiting.
0: Oh, that's right. That's right. Uh, not not for the greater good, Adrian Presenko. So <laughs> there we go. Uh, good on you, AP. Thank you for that, mate. We will speak again next week. Will do. Thanks, Jimmy. Adrian Presenko there, the Chief Rugby League reporter for the Sydney Morning Herald. That is big news, Campbell Graham. Big, big news for the Rabbitoh's point of view. Look at this Iron Bronco has immediately. Come in with a a really pertinent point on this one, Maestro. Uh, Hey, Jimmy. uh, Sad news about Campbell Graham, but surely he was behind Cook and Hines for a New South Wales (laughs) centre spot. Oh, Iron Bronco. You're really funny, aren't you? Really funny. That's painful. Right, let's get ourselves to a break. Then we're back with more of your text messages. Stick around.